0: Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. You know, in the the spirit of today, I just want, I wanted to take just a couple of minutes uh, to to talk a little bit about that word honor from a uh, biblical standpoint, from a Jesus follower's point of view. what, What does it look like To be one who is intentionally uh, honoring others, loving others, serving others, as not only Christ instructed us to do, but he actually uh, showed us how to do it. What a perfect example of honor. And that word honor means to add value, to give worth, to show respect. And I want you to know today, honor really, it's, it's an exercise. It's, it's like that muscle that you go to the gym and you got to work at it. It takes, it takes practice and it, it just takes stepping out and doing this. It's an exercise here in a society that is breaking down morally all around us that has literally brought on a spirit of dishonor in our culture. It's like cool... To knock people nowadays. You turn on the TV and it's just dishonor, dishonor. And it, it, it's, it's, it's part of why we see the breakdown in our society. And because of that, what I've found in my own life, because honor is so rare nowadays in our culture, when I uh, contribute uh, through honor in just the tiniest way, the reaction I get is so overwhelming. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember... Years ago, uh, one of my colleagues, I was an associate pastor in California, and one of my colleagues did something really cool. And I just thought, I'm just going to write a little note real quick and just say, you're awesome. And so I did that at my little cubicle, and and I wrote down, like, you're awesome. Loved what you did. Took me nine seconds, right? I walked down the hall, and he wasn't sitting there, but I just dropped it on his desk and went about my day. About four hours later, this guy walks into my office like, sobbing. He's just like, and I'm like, what happened, bro? And he's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) The note you wrote. Oh, so thank you so much. You made so, and I was like, so taken aback by it. I'm like, that took me seven seconds, man. I contributed hardly nothing, but because our society, this honor thing is so rare, even if you just do it a little bit, the reaction you get is pretty awesome, it's so overwhelming, and I'm reminded that the entire kingdom of God is built on a foundation of honor <laughs> all throughout the Scripture, all throughout the Ten Commandments. Jesus himself was very clear, saying that he didn't do anything at all on earth without the direction of his Father in heaven, and read the entire book of John. When, when I, have, I have new believers coming. Where should I start in the Bible? I always say, John. Because Jesus is simply just talking. He's just saying how awesome his dad is. He's just honoring his father. And we read it here, John chapter 5, verse 19. 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. So I just want to give you three little thoughts on honor. And the three thoughts are connected to the why. Why, as followers of Jesus... Should we be people who are honoring others? And the first one is this. Honor will humble you. Just write that down. Sheriff just, uh, Paul just talked about humility. Honor, the action of honor will literally humble you and it will come back to you. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. First Peter 5 verse 6 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. So the actual posture of honor is humility. It's why in the ancient world, when you would come before a king, the very first thing you would do before you would make eye contact was bow in His presence. In some cultures, they would lay on their face, with their face in the dirt, in an act of honor. It's a humbling thing. My wife and I were associate pastors in Los Angeles, and the church that we were connected to was located in Koreatown. And so because of that, we had a lot of Korean brothers and sisters that attended the church that we are part of. And so because of that, we made a lot of Korean friends. And so I've got so many Korean friends. And so I, I, I started learning the Korean culture. And how many of you know that Kore- the Korean culture is very honorable? It's an ancient, honorable system. And I learned so much about it. I remember the first time that some Korean friends took my wife and I out for Korean barbecue. Any Korean barbecue fans in the house here? I I pretty much live on South Tacoma Way at some Korean barbecue spot. It's my favorite, favorite thing. But I remember sitting down, and I can remember they started bringing out, you know, sodas and different drinks and and water and stuff. And I went to reach for the pitcher of water to pour it for myself, and my friend Kel, who's Korean, he grabbed my wrist like this. And I was like, what are you you doing? You know what I mean? He said, he said, no, 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 I must pour it for you. <laughs> and so I watched him. He took it and he poured the water into my glass. And I drank it. And then, and then a few minutes later, another person grabbed it and, and just kept topping off my glass. And so you know what happened? I started topping off everybody else's glass, right? And it was just this perfect little exercise, this little practice of just honoring each other in a very visual way. And when I watched them doing that to each other, it made me want to do that much more in my own life. And when we can get to a place where we're intentionally stepping out and honoring our brothers and sisters, it makes us all rise to the occasion. It's, a, it's an incredible thing because honor will humble you. It is the posture. Humility is the posture. Here's a second thought. Honor will heal you. So it'll humble you, but then it'll bring healing to your spiritual core. Practicing honor heals our hum- humility or hu- our humanity, but just being around honorable people does too. Have you ever been around people that are honorable people? And it's like a healing agent for your own soul. On the flip side, have you ever sat at a table with a bunch of gossipers? You know what I'm talking about? You talk about a di- a, a, an infectious disease for your spiritual man. And I'm just reminded in study this week. The psalmist in psalm, he, he literally, the book of Psalms starts with this thought. Watch this. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, he speaks directly to this thought. He says, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with scoffers. Another translation says gossipers but they delight in doing everything the Lord wants. Day and night, they think about his law. Now, I love this picture here that he paints. They are like trees. You've you've read this before. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season without fail. Their leaves never wither, and in all they do, they prosper. The intentional act of honor heals the receiver, but more so the giver. My mother has a gift. I I believe she literally, it's like connected to her spiritual giftings of honoring other people. She's she's just fabulous about this, uh, about uh, honoring other people. And I can remember being a little guy and she started this tradition in our family called the honor circle. And it really would happen around birthdays where we would sit at a table after the festivities and we'd take sometimes an hour and we would go around the table and the person, whoever's birthday it was, each person had to say something nice about them. They had to honor them on their birthday. And, I, I, and so as we did this over the years, it became very natural for my three other brothers and I and my cousins. We were like, oh, here we go, right? But I can remember f- f- friends coming to the party who had never done anything like this before. And for them, they were like, I could just see, it was, it, it's, I, I, to this day, it's hilarious to watch people because like they're, I can just see the, the spinning in their head like, oh, what am I gonna, I've never done anything like this before, right? And but over the years, as they would sit at our table, it's like it was a healing agent for them. As they did it more and more and more, it became one of those things where they looked forward to doing it. In fact, if you come to one of our parties now and we get to the honor circle time, me and my brothers and my buddies, like, we always want to be close to the end because we want to like, try to top each other's speeches. You know what I'm talking about? Because, because here's what happens. When we're, when we're intentional about vocalizing our honor, it not only heals the person sitting there that you're giving it to, but it works on you too. It's like a two-part thing. And So honor today, if, if you're intentional about it, it will heal you. I was reminded, though, this passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 8. Six verses one through five. Many of us know this story where Jesus, the rock star, he's traveling around, he's healing people, he's preaching the good news, and he's going back to his neighborhood. He's going back to his hometown. And well, let's just read it and you can see what happens here. It says, Jesus left that part of the country, he returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, Where did he get all this wisdom? the power to to do all these miracles and whatnot. And so what do they do? They start making fun of him. They begin to scoff at him, mock him. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and those screwy guys, James and Joseph, those nobodies, Judas and Simon. Well, who does he think he is? I'm kind of adding to it there. "And And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Now watch what happens here. Verse four. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And now watch this. And because of their unbelief, say unbelief, because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. So these people had already set the tone of dishonor in the neighborhood. And the dishonor, according to scripture, led to unbelief amongst them. And the unbelief led to Jesus not being able to do what he came to do. He was able to heal everybody else around the neighborhood. But when he got to his own hometown, because of dishonor and unbelief, he wasn't able to heal those that needed it the most. Now I can sit on that and that'll preach all day long. But in our context, man, if we set atmospheres of dishonor, it leads to unbelief among people in our neighborhood, among people in our offices, among people in our school, around people in our own sphere, which leads to the Lord not being able to do a work in that person's life in that season. And so it's so important because there's so, on one hand, there's so much power in the actual Uh, 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 a process of honoring something, But man, there's a whole lot of other dark, sad power in dishonor. Honor will heal you. It has the the power to do that. Here's a third thought as the band comes back and then we're going to pray and that is honor will herald you. It'll herald you. Herald. What does that mean? Well, meaning honor will go before you. Meaning, if you're an honorable person, it will go and set the table for your business. Let's go back to the Middle Ages, for example. Did you know that the king had a full-time employee and his name was the Herald? <laughs> and the Herald's job was literally to go into the neighboring kingdom and prepare the way for his king's business there. So he would go ahead, maybe, I don't know, two weeks before, and he would get the reservations at the Hyatt, and he would make sure all the restaurants were all set up and all the stuff and his business meetings were all done. So when the king showed up, he just had to do his talking, right? He'd have to do it, and, and the herald would go, and he would set the table for his king. You should also know that an honorable reputation <laughs> will go before you and set the table for your business. Have you, ever, have you ever gone in for a business interview or known someone who's gone in for a business interview? And maybe you walked in the door and you had your, your resume and you were all you know full of anxiety and, and all of a sudden the interviewer came in and she just kind of came in with a big old smile on her face. And maybe she even grabbed the, uh, the resume out of your hand and kind of threw it on the table. And she was just like, uh, you know, uh, Jenny... <laughs> We can. If you want, I mean, I, I can go through all the questions, but let me just tell you, uh, your friend Barbara, who's been working here for five years, I cannot get her to stop talking about you. Oh, she has nothing but good things to say about you. She says you're the person for this job, that you're the one who has all the qualifications, that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna rock this job. So you know what? Do you want the job? I don't know if you've ever been in that situation before. What's that all about? an honorable reputation going before and setting the table for you so that when you walk into the open door, you're ready to eat. You're ready to do your business before you even get there. And that's, and that's who we're called to be today. Those of you who are followers of Jesus, I know there's people in here that you're not people of faith and, 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 and you've come here for whatever reason, but, but those of you that call your leader follow this carpenter from Nazareth who wouldn't even couldn't even be honored in his own hometown. If you're one of his followers today, we're we're called to step out, take the lead in this area of honor. And I'm so grateful for for, for first responders who go into physical fires literally who pull babies out of cars and help people and sit with mothers who have lost sons and man, I'm so I'm just so grateful for that and we honor every last one of you in here today but I also want to honor those of you that are followers of Jesus who in a spir- spiritual sense you run into spiritual fires, you're there for people that are going through difficult times and you honor those that are, according to the world to be very dishonorable people that most people wouldn't take time with. And that's what we're called to do. As hard as it is, I want you to know this following Jesus thing, the kingdom of God, get ready, is so counterculture. It goes against everything that feels right sometimes. You know what I mean? We're just called to be obedient. So I want to pray for you today before we leave here. Come on, bow your heads. Lord, I thank you for my friends in this room. God, I thank you for like, this conversation that's taking place today, this really a spirit of honor that's in this room. God, I thank you for every first responder. Th- those of you that stood up, those of you on the front row, let's just all in a, in a unified prayer, just pray for them. Lord, I just pray for every last first responder in this room and not even, not just this, all over this community that are serving right now. God, would you keep them safe? Would you bless them? Would you give them encouragement in the middle of the night when they feel like the whole world is crashing in on them? God, I pray that you would just do what only you can do. And God, may some of us in this room even have maybe a, a fresh perspective of the load that our first responders carry. Maybe in the middle of our busyness sometime this week, if we see a firefighter or, or, or an EMT or just a security guard at the mall, just a simple thank you for what you do, a, a military serviceman, so God, we honor those. And God, I just take a minute here. For every person in this room, you've, you've called us to be people who are intentional with our words, intentional with our love, intentional with our honor. Lord God, give us opportunities as we leave here today to be that for somebody. And God, maybe there's someone in here that just needs to work on this area of their life. You say, Pastor, I, this, this is an area that I, I wanna get better at. I want to I want to practice honoring those in a, in a more uh, uh, tangible way. I want to I want to work this muscle <laughs> that you talk about. If that's you, on the count of three, all of this auditorium, just as an act of faith, as a as a symbol. This isn't magic. I just want you to pop your hand up real quick, just so I can pray for you. One, two, three, across this auditorium. You say that's me. Yeah, hands. Up. I got both my hands up too. God, may we be people. May we be people who not only pursue honoring others and you, but may we be people who are known to be honorable people (laughs) at the end of our lives, at our funerals, to have people stand up and say, yeah, that was an honorable woman, honorable man. God, may we pursue it. You called us to be that. And so God bless every one of my friends. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Hey, before we go, yes, before we go, we're just gonna take a minute here. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.